Peace and blessings. It is your boy, Eli Rax, a.k.a. Vibes, and welcome to New York Revival, where it's not just sports, it's entertainment. And I'm here with my brothers, my compadres, you know, my amigos, all of my guys here. These guys I love the most, man. I'm here with Mr. Glass Half Full. Speed if you nasty, man. <laughs> Let's go. And I'm here with my brother, my compadre, El Jefe, a.k.a. White Jersey, a.k.a. Blue Jersey, a.k.a. <laughs> Damn it, Daniel. Everything is here. <laughs> Everyone is here, my guys, man. And welcome to the show. And thank you for spending your Tuesday night with us. Guys, we have special guests in the building. We have yeah. calls. Got a lot of going on here. But before we get to that, let's go around the room. How was your weekend? How was your week? Guys, a lot of stuff happening here. And I'm going to start with you, Mr. Glass Half Full. Tell me what's going on, brother. Hey, man, it, uh, it, it feels good. You know, we had our, our Father's Day celebration over the weekend. We got our shout-outs, our, our our little bit of moment in the sun for us guys. Uh, got on the golf course, you know, got to hang out with the family. Can't complain. Can't complain at all. Um, you know, it, it, hey, today, Igor Shesterkin, no big deal. Shout-out to Igor Shesterkin winning the Vesna. Best goalie in the league for all you guys that don't know that. We've been saying best it. Goalie. Igor We've been saying it. street. Igor's better. Igor, baby. It's the first of many. First of many. But I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good, guys. Uh, what about you? Jeff, what do you got, bro? Yeah, Father's Day, man. I feel like let's let's just hit on that real quick because I went to the beach with the family. Great family day. Beautiful. Here's where I, I had Cheers. a misstep. I decided to have a rum bucket and a half. And I'm still not quite right. And then I think it was just it was like three pounds of sugar. Six different rums. I had such a good day, though. I mean, at the end of the day, I was like to my wife, I was like, "This is my favorite Father's Day ever." And she was like, "Do you think that's the rum talking? Do you think it's because you weren't a dad all day and you were just rum drunk?" And I was like, "Let's go." That might be it. They had a band playing. I was like dancing with my daughter. It was just a. I had a day. I had a day. Let's go, man. It was great. But you know why I'm excited. How you doing, E? Man, listen, you know, Father's Day again, man. I mean, the unfortunate part is I couldn't spend it. I do work for the city, guys. I wish this is my job, and eventually hey. we'll get that point. But I worked, man, but where however. Absolutely, right? So however, guys, but I did spend time with the family. They got me some gifts, man. They know I'm a sneakerhead. They got me a bunch of sneakers that I love. Um, and then I, I was pretty much, you know, ate and sat and chilled with them, man. And these guys yeah. are older now, so they're like, Dad, all right, you got your day. See you later. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I wish they were little still, but they're in their teens, so they're on their right. they're on their way, you know. The but other uh, than that, man, it was great, man. And then shout out to Eagle, man. That's I definitely want to highlight Igor, that. Baby. The Rangers Let's are go. killing it. Man, can't wait for another hockey season. It's right around the corner. But guys, I already know. You're like, where the hell's the guest? You got. I can't wait, dude. I'm. I'm about like, let's go. Like, why are we here tonight? You know why? Now, who else rushed through this weekend but the New York Revival guys? Of course, man. And we (laughs) we want to thank all of you guys for helping us make this happen. Because without you, this definitely wouldn't be possible. So when we win, guess what? Y'all win. And we're going to break bread together. So shout out to the fans and everybody's listening that follow the content. Thank you so much. But without further ado, you got two time Emmy winning. You got an NFL player that is here in the building. Good morning, football, CBS. He's he, he freaking friends with Gail Kane, for goodness sake. You guys should know <laughs> who the hell he is. Mr. Nate Burleson is here. Round of applause. Hey, let's go. Let's Round of applause. Let's go, let's Round of applause. Welcome, brother. Welcome, brother. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you for coming out. We do appreciate you, man. Thank you for stopping by. How was your weekend, Bible. man? We got to ask you. Yeah. Let's do this, yo. That's a drop. We got to say that again. I feel like I cut that off. <laughs> like- New York Revival, I'm in the building. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Yo, if you're not psyched, guys, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but this is what Revival does to you. But, Nate, we want to put you part of this show, man. How was your weekend? How was everything, man? Tell us what's yes. going on. Man, How you my been? weekend was, was amazing. You know, um, anytime I get a day off, I got my son right here handing me a couple of items that I'm going to leave as a surprise for later. Let's go. Just okay. to show that, you know, I, I embrace the New York sports. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll save that stuff a little bit there. Let's mind. go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So, you know, I, I had a really good weekend, man, kicking it with the fam. Anytime I have a chance to hang out with my beautiful. fam, beautiful wife, my two boys, and my daughter, um, it's a great weekend. Sunday, Father's Day, I told the fam, I just want to chill because yes. I don't get a lot of time off, so I want to sleep in. They nailed it. They brought me breakfast. <laughs> it was awesome. My wife gave me a couple of gifts. And then we went out to eat, so we're driving to the restaurant 
and my wife, uh, she's like, oh, I, I don't know where it is. And I'm like, well, she usually knows where everything is. So yeah. I knew something was up. Yeah. And then my, my daughter was in the back. She said, I got to use the bathroom. And I'm like, what? She never has to use the bathroom before. before <laughs> so my wife pulls over at a Wendy's and I'm like, okay. I mean, I'll do a four for four for five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they got that new strawberry frosty out there. Yes. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm now she's like, no, look up. And on a digital billboard was a picture of me and the fam. And nice. it said, I love you, dad. So my wife, she went all out, man. It was it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. Way to That's go, a nice touch, Mrs. Burleson. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Round of applause to the missus, man. That is yes. a freaking awesome thing. Uh, once again, thank you, man. Guys, rock, scissor, paper this thing out. Who's going to ask Nate Burleson a question first? <laughs> I have a million. I keep saying this. You're a fearless so, leader. Nate, Hit him with it. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, Nate, we're going to go through a million things. And one of them I want to go to. One thing that kind of stood out to me, and I was like, man, it says you're Canadian from Canada. Yeah. Just want to know, give me the, the transition of, uh, one, where, where were you born in Canada? And when did you make the transition to the United States, man? It's a pretty interesting story. So I was only there, there while I was a baby. I was an infant. So my mom and dad had four boys. Shout out to my mom and dad. They're still together. My dad was playing in the CFL. Um, we were living in Seattle at the time. So my mom went to visit my dad and I came out early. She wasn't expecting me mm. to come out early. And um, I was born in Canada. I was just there for uh, a little less than a year. And then okay. we went back to Seattle. So, um, you know, you're, Amer you're American. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on, come on. You know, I, I, I got Canadian roots, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, Canadian passport, but I was raised in Seattle. So, you know, I had the Space Needle tattooed on my body. Um, you know, that's, that's home to me. Like the city is home. Seattle is, uh, is, it means everything to me. But what's crazy is like, I was asking my mom, like, so like, how pregnant were you that I, she's like, this is back in the day. They used to let you fly. You'd be like nine and nine months, eight and a half months. So no rules. Uh, but yeah. So that's why I was in Canada. Awesome, Damn. Awesome. Interesting. <laughs> that's freaking awesome. awesome. But guys, what else you got, man? Like I said, I got hey, Jeff, Jeff, hit him with, with your question, and you, you got a good one, man. Um, well, I'm always interested because you have had like so much go on, and you've had an awesome NFL career. You've had this media career afterwards. So, like, I'm curious. I always love asking professional athletes questions about their playing days, but you've had like two totally separate successful careers. So, like, what is the personal satisfaction for you? Obviously, it's a dream to make it to the NFL, yeah. but you probably never thought of what would happen afterwards and with everything good that's happened, how has it hit you differently from being an athlete to being a media star? That's a really good question. I, I love sports. You know, I, I grew up um, in Seattle where we had the Seahawks, we had the Sonics, you know, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, we had the, nice. Mar the big unit, Alice Rodriguez, you know, and, and for me, like sports was everything. Um, and then when I had a chance to go into the league and I was drafted in the third round, you know, I gave it everything. Like, I, you know, I, I got the, the scars to prove it. And um, after 11 years, I remember thinking to myself, it was a job well done, um, but it was a job unfinished. You know, and, and it was a beautiful relationship. You know, I describe it very poetically, like a love affair with a woman. Like, it was just this woman that I fell in love with at a young age. You know, I started dating her because my pops played football. So it was like a woman that he would have dated. And then in high school, it was puppy love. In college, we got engaged. And then our marriage was the NFL. Um, but then one day she looked at me and she was like, hey, we got to talk. Um, and I'm like, damn. Every time yeah. we got to talk, it's about some shit that I got to do. Right, right. And her, the sport of football, she looked at me and she was like, you know, I, I found somebody else and I'm happy without you. And he's younger, he's faster, you know, he, he mm. moved better and he's cheaper, you know, and that's yeah. the name of the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're replaced by a younger, more explosive, more athletic version of yourself. So, you know, there was this like emptiness that I felt, even though I felt like I gave everything to the game, you know, uh, from a broken rib, ACL, broken leg, broken arm, broken fingers, broken nose, separated shoulders, concussions, ankle injuries, all these different injuries and surgeries and procedures that I had, I wouldn't trade it in for anything. Like, I loved the time I spent on the field. But then when I left the game, I was like, all right, what's next? Now, don't get me wrong. Every offseason, I would do something in the media space, whether it was with 
a radio station, local or national, local news, um, these different networks. I would fly myself out to L.A., go to the NFL Network and pay attention to what was going on behind the scenes. Sometimes they would let me on the show. Sometimes I'd be a small part, small segment. Other times they would just say, oh, we already have the schedule this week, but you can come in anyway. So I was kind of planting these seeds my, since my rookie year in the NFL, but I would have never imagined that it would have happened this fast. Now, most people, they're like, man, I remember Nate on the field and look at him now. But really, though, it's been almost 10 years. I yeah. retired in 2014. So, right. you know, and it was a grind. When I say a grind, like, you know, I, I did everything. When I first signed at the NFL Network in LA, I did every single mm -hmm. thing that they offered. In studio, out of studio. I, I did pre, post. I did a tailgating experience. I did the digital content. Every show that they could create, I found myself um, on it. And I did it purposely, strategically, because I mm -hmm. wanted them to know that I'm one of the most versatile talents. And I needed reps. I was like, the only way to get mm -hmm. reps is to do the jobs that nobody wants to do. Um, okay. and, and then I moved out here, and it was just this whirlwind because I was on Good Morning Football. And then I started working these other jobs simultaneously because – if you're new to New York, like you guys are used to it, but like me being a West Coast transplant, like, <laughs> I had that battery in my back, and I was like, "Oh, I got this, man! I'm, I'm, I'm lit!" Like I'm to work every job, oh, and yeah. before I knew it, I was depleted. I was tired. I was exhausted. Um, I even lost my facial hair. Like I had nothing on it. Not even this little goatee. <laughs> I had nothing. You burned the candle on both ends, man. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, yep. and. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I got to balance myself out. I have to be even more strategic, not with the jobs that I take, but the time that I take to recover. And that's when I, I started making smart moves. NFL Network, Good Morning Football, CBS NFL Today, working for extra just so people can see me tap dance in the entertainment space. And then flexing my muscles occasionally on the news whenever they call me over to talk football. But then I would just add in all these other interests right. that I have that people don't know. They don't know that I help guys invest money or started clothing lines or um, owned a restaurant. They don't know. So I had to like remind people that I'm much more than a ball player. So to answer your question a very long winded way, it's mind blowing to be where I am now, because even though I worked like tirelessly to get here, now that I'm sitting in this seat next to Gail King and Tony DeCopo talking hardcore, heavy news, while adding in some entertainment, some flavor, um, and doing Nickelodeon, CBS, and also NFL Network, it's amazing. And and, it, and what it is, it's uh, it's I think it's um, it's a story that most people can identify with. That you can have one life, one one job, you can have one moment, you can have one season, as we like to call it. That's not going to define you if you want something else. You got to speak it into existence. I like the way you guys talk. You guys talk about what's going to happen in the future. Yes. Like, yo, when we get here to this next stage, it's going to be dope. It's going to be fire. We're not going to forget about the people that helped build us. Like, that's that right there, that's, the, that's at the crux of it. Because when I got to New York, like, I said it to people. I was like, yo, like, yo, I'm about to, I'm about to take over this city. And they were like... Bro. Like, bro. Slow down, slow down, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> on, boss. like it's New York. Like, where's a, where's a brick wall? Wall. I'm about to run through it right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. They was like, they, people were looking at me because they were being real. They were like, look, mm -hmm. bro, yeah. New York. We see Diddy walking down the street and don't care. Right. <laughs> that, that Nate Burleson is here. I said, just wait, man. Like, I got a plan. I'm gonna take over this city. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you another story. This is a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm in LA, and um, I'm at this spot called. Uh, the nice guy. It's like a low key, like a little hot spot, little lounge slash dinner spot. I used mm. to go there all the time because it was like no paparazzi. Right. It's not that they were going to see me. I just knew it wasn't going to be too chaotic in there. Right. And it wasn't going to be like a bunch of ratchetness in there. So <laughs> you would occasionally see random people. Separate right. from this story, one time I was in there, me and my boy, we listened to music, and I'm like, okay, it's like a Drake Drake song was on. I'm like, oh, that's fire. And then, and then another song came on. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's from his other album. And then a, a new song came on with Future, and I'm like, oh, damn, I ain't heard this one. <laughs> That's a new show. They played again, and I'm like, damn, this DJ really doing it. But this song, on my, me and my boy, we're facing the bar, but the DJ's behind us, and we're like, damn, bro, that, that song's hitting. And I'm like, y'all got to talk to the DJ. I turn around, 
It's Drake with the auxiliary cord. Oh, right? no. Playing his own shit. And I went up to him. I was like, yo, Drake, what up? You know what I mean? And, you know, even though I was only in Canada for a little bit, I had to really flex. Yeah, you had to use yeah. that card. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I've been there my whole life. Nah. With but, my uh, passport. But, but so, so that's, I'm setting that up because that's the type of like vibe it is. Okay, so a few years ago, mm-hmm. I'm at the same spot. I'm sitting there eating, I'm chilling, low key night. And I look up. And I'm like, is that is that Jay Z? And I'm like, yo, and I'm a huge Jay Z fan, man. Like, yeah, I just yeah. think the evolution of him as an artist, and who he is, and as a businessman, like Jay Z, he's oh, yeah. a match. So he's I'm it. like, I was like, I want to go say something to him, but then in my head, I'm having this conversation. I don't want to be a fanboy, but I also am a fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm one of those guys. I don't mind if you come up to me. It drives my wife crazy, but I don't mind. I'll give if somebody. Whether you're grown or you're a kid, I'm gonna give you energy because it takes a lot for somebody to muster that up and walk up to me. And I just yeah. like reciprocating that. But not a lot of people like that. So I'm like, yeah. I'm not gonna, when he's mid-bite, I'm not gonna come over <laughs> here with the yo, yo, my yeah, name is Dave. So I was like, nah, I ain't gonna say that. So then he walks past me and I'm like, bro, like, you know Jay-Z. Like, go, go, like you you have the same type of we have same friends in New York, New Jersey. Um, and all, all my friends that know I'm like, yo, I can introduce you. I was like, nah, yeah. I love it happen organically. I ain't gonna be that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I, I went outside. Yeah, was, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like I had to hype myself up, like I was gonna talk to a girl across the bar. Exactly. Ah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm he's good. Waiting for his, uh, he's waiting for his vehicle, and I'm like, yeah. hey, yo, Jay, what's up, man? My name is Nate. He's like. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know who you are. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I got the voice and everything. Like, I'm like, I'm like nice to meet you, man. He's like, he's like, yeah, you, you're doing your thing. And I was like, yo, I just want to tell you, like, you know, I'm a huge fan. You know what I'm saying? You've been an influence on me, not just with hip hop, but how you were always um, willing to change the narrative and like mm-hmm. and, and rap about things that we need to start thinking about as a culture of hip hop. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I said, before I left, and this brings it all full circle to what we we're talking about, manifesting things and speaking into existence and standing on your word. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, yo, I'm in New York. I've been out there for a few years and uh, I'm taking over your city, man. And he was Ooh, like, that's cool. he kind of looked at me like, what? I said, nah, like, just saying like in a few years, like I'm going to really make my mark and uh, I'll see you again. Like I, I'll mm. meet you at the top. And he's like. I no doubt, and then yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and got That's them cool. up, and that was it. And so, like, mm. here, like, you know, he's been able to see me from a distance. I know people over at Rock Nation, and like, the love is mutual. But yeah, man, I I, I love the way that you guys speak things into existence, man. You gotta you gotta do that, man. The world, that the world, it you know, fortune favors the bold, man. The world mm-hmm. will reward you if you're diligent yeah. in your efforts, and then you go chase those dreams relentlessly. Yeah, hey, listen, man, and I said, I'll tell you this, man, and we all, of course, work for a living. This is, but Charlie, we 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 speak every week or every day, actually. But we actually have a face-to-face conversation like once a week, and we go, guys, we about to run this, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, we really, really look at each other and be like, yo, we, this is gonna be a multi-million-dollar thing. Trust me. So it's funny you yeah. say that. We all have that conversation at least every day and face-to-face once a week. It's freaking amazing. So it's crazy that you say that. But I want to ask you this, uh, Nate, as well. Because, you know, you played in the NFL, and now that you're in the media world, you're a two-time Emmy winner. Yeah. Unfortunately, you didn't get to reach the pinnacle of the plateau of the Super Bowl. But have this fulfilled you in any way as far as winning these two Emmys are concerned? Have you ever heard about something, and for one reason or the other, you didn't experience it? Whether it's a food, a movie music you know you you can use your imagination if you want to take it absolutely have you heard about something and then not experience but then you have something else and you realize that there was a void inside you so like Mm -hmm. you know you know prime example um you know i i i love the movie old school you know we were we were talking about (laughs) it yes and i remember i hyped this movie up i'm like bro like my best friend like you gotta see it you gotta see it He's like, no, man, everybody says it's great. I'm not one of those dudes. I'm not going to see it. I don't want to see it. And then eventually, like, he's like, all right, cool. We'll go. We'll sit down. And then we were laughing the whole time through in tears. And then we left. And he's like, I didn't know how much I needed to see that until it was right in front of me. So Mm -hmm. I bring that up because 
Like, I didn't know how much I needed a trophy until I won an Emmy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I had a lot of, like, trophies in childhood and awards in high school and some accolades in college. But, like, you know, as a player, you hope for that Super Bowl. You're like, ah. And then year by year, you either win it or you're disappointed. Disappointed. Most guys leave yeah. in disappointment after the season. Most guys end their career with disappointment. They don't win Super Bowls, right? So it's almost like I made – I like – I allowed myself to get over it, but I didn't deal with the trauma of not winning it. And I know this sounds really dramatic, but you got to imagine a guy with a laundry list of injuries, been playing football since he was eight, gave everything to the game. I never ran out of bounds. I never tucked my tail. I was taking on hits from linebackers and safeties. I'm out there fighting for every yard when a coach says every effing inch. I really believed that. And I was fighting for that. And that put me in the hospital a few times. So I always thought like – Man, I sacrificed for this game. The game should have sacrificed for me and either put me on a great team and allowed me to win it or made one of my teams like exceptional that year and gave us a chance to win it. And then I just suppressed all those things mm. because I wasn't going to be that dude that yeah. walked around like salty as hell. But like when somebody would come on the show, like on the outside, I'm showing them all the love in the world. But there is this like little boy in me that's like mm. jealous and envious. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. David Tyree came on my show. Shout out to David Tyree. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And Shout um, out Tyree. of course. And um, you know, we know the catch and and all of that and the legacy that he has. And I and I told him straight up, I said, bro, like, I'm jealous. And he said, mm-hmm. Man, what are you talking about? Like, you had an 11 year career. I'm like, yeah, but it's different. And I had to really grapple with that in my head. Would I trade in my career, the contracts that I've made for that Super Bowl? Yeah. And I go back and forth about that. A lot of guys, it would be about the money, but there's just something about the legacy that you leave after winning a Super Bowl. And I never had that. So when I started winning these awards in the media space and I held that Emmy in my hand for the first time, I was like, oh, man, this is it. This is what I'm craving. I didn't even know I I didn't even know I needed to win. Mm -hmm. And then that Mm -hmm. feeling became addicting. And I'm like, man, like, I really want to go out here and win. And then this realization set in. I'm like, all right, trophies are special, but there's like some dude in a warehouse, in a factory that makes this trophy with his hands. Somebody draws it up. Some woman or some man sketches it out. They draw it up and then they put it together and then they they ship it out. These are man-made physical trophies. Mm -hmm. Men and women make other trophies. So I can go get other trophies. There's certain things I can't get back. I can't get back my career. I can't get back some of these ligaments I've torn. I can't get back some of these bones I've broken. But I can go get trophies. They make trophies all the time. (laughs) So so that's where I'm at right now in life. I want these trophies and these awards. And um, not so much for a selfish reason. It's just to show people that you can be so disappointed in one space, one specific space in your life, and and feel unfulfilled, and feel like you're not enough, and feel like you didn't do enough, and have all these, like, these internal self-esteem issues, and maybe even depression. Mm. But you know what heals that is picking yourself up, dusting yourself off, and going getting other trophies out there. And and trophies might be a metaphor right. for something else, a raise, a new job, a new show, a big deal for New York Revival, whatever it is, a marriage, a relationship. It doesn't matter what it is. Let's go get these trophies in a, in a figurative and also literal sense. Let's go. I, I got a question for you, Nate. So – we all talk about this in football. You know, you went back home. You you signed a contract with your hometown team. And for some people, it's a great thing. And for others, it, it, it's not, it doesn't go so well. So I, what I always want to know is, like, I, I know people go back home. Is, is, it, is it good sometimes to go back home? Or does it cause more problems? Your boys are around. Your family's mm-hmm. closer. Uh, I, I would always love to know that. Like, how is it going back home to your, your childhood team? Yeah, for me, it wasn't like the drama with like going back home and kicking it and having an entourage. I mean, of course, like getting, you know, 15, 20 tickets. That's tough because Mm. I never asked people to pay me back. I was just like, look, I I can afford it. You know, I'm going to give people an opportunity to watch a game. Um, But for me, what was the most difficult thing was the stress. Like, you know, playing in Minnesota, like nobody knew me other than just being this football player. So they wanted to embrace me as nate the football player um and i was able to you know put up the thousand yards next to randy and i became beloved immediately so it was it was like it was it was more easy to play in a place where 
there isn't expectations other than you as a ball player. Yeah. Then I signed in Seattle, and I don't know what it just happened overnight. Like I just started feeling anxiety and stress, mm -hmm. and I started thinking about game day. And I remember my first game. I walk into that stadium, and uh, and I just started playing mind games with myself. And I'm like, oh man, I bet like my third grade teachers out there, maybe <laughs> like my, my my fifth grade crush that that didn't like me, and and like I'm just that thinking she, that she likes you now. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, crazy. <laughs> And um, and then I tore my thumb and I didn't tell anybody. And I, I remember I remember uh, going into the season and the trainer saying, look, you can get it fixed or you can like you can tape it up and we'll put a little cast on it and we'll have surgery at the end of the season. Like when I hurt my thumb, my thumb was touching like my arm. Oh, like, uh. It tore everything in there. So in my head, I'm thinking like I can't I can have surgery now. I just got here. They're, they're going to look yeah. at me. They're gonna look at me foul. They're gonna be like, "Yo, this dude yeah. came in, hometown kid. Mm -hmm. He had a surgery already." Mm -hmm. So, like an idiot, like an idiot, I, I take him <laughs> up, and and I, man, when I tell you, I couldn't catch the ball. Like, the first time I hit, <laughs> like I went to pick oh, no. up a Snapple bottle at lunch, and the bottle fell right through and, and crashed on the ground. And that's when I knew I had no grip in my yeah. hand. Yeah, I played yeah. with that thumb injury the entire season. And I'm kind of important as a wide receiver. I'm very, <laughs> very. And then I became self-conscious of it. So now I'm like nervous. Never been nervous catching the ball. And I remember reading an article. I was like sitting in my locker room and it was like, uh, does Nate, no, Nate Burleson, a bust that needs glasses. And I'm like, damn. Uh, that ain't right. So that then right. I, I, I got the surgery done and I came back that second year. And um, in my mind, I was like, everybody got a pet. Every, mm. every, every every critic, every person that, that thinks I, I came here to steal some money, um, everybody, my teammates, everybody. Um, and that, that I had the best camp of my life. And was I, I was going so hard at camp, my teammates were like, we go in the locker room to practice, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm mad. And they're like, yo, Nate, like, take it easy. Like, we all right? Like, good. And I'm like, it ain't you, bro. It ain't you. Like, yeah. everybody got to get it. And, and from there, I, I went on to have you know, a thousand yard season and, and I put up numbers at punt return and, and as a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. So um so yeah, that was like nerve wracking playing in Seattle, man. It, it started that. off on the on the wrong that, foot. That's such a right. rough start because you're either like, oh, that we just got him and now he's hurt already. So like thanks a lot. Or you go out there and you can't get, catch a football because your thumbs <laughs> yeah. right up. It's like it's a no it's win like, situation. Man. Hell, man. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Nate, I gotta tell you real quick, when when I became a fan of you and I remember you playing in the NFL. Always a big fan of Good Morning Football. But when you became that guy for me, it was actually the beginning of COVID. And you made a, a short speech on an episode of Good Morning Football. It was like, camera, just it's Nate's close up. Here we go. Everyone take a break. And you just talked to America for like two minutes straight. And you were like, we will get past this. This mm. will pass. Let's stick together. And mm. like, I mean, on the news, I'm watching people beat each other up for the last mm. roll of toilet paper. And here yep. you are. Telling people like it's okay, like yeah. we will get through it. And, like it's exactly what I needed to hear at the time. I'm sure it's what other people needed to hear, but it was that moment that I'm like, this guy is different. Like I've just been huge fan of yours, supporter of yours, that. and and everyone I know is like you're the, the most likable guy, pretty much. No, I appreciate time, so. that, man. Thank you for saying that. Um, you know, I, I had this like this reality check with myself uh, maybe a couple of years ago, where I, I'm enjoying the work that I put in and I'm thankful and I'm blessed that I've had a second career, you know, getting paid to talk football. I'm very conscious of like what other people are dealing with um, and not living this very like obnoxious lifestyle when somebody else might be struggling, whether it's a family member or a complete stranger, I don't know. Um, so I've always had this connection with the people because I feel like that's what, that's what we do it for. You guys do it for the people, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and in the moment where we were divided for so many different reasons, you know, whether it was political, racial, whether it was COVID, vaccinated or not. It seemed like it was a mess. We all were trying to find reasons not to agree with each other. And if I had a place on TV to speak, then I can't just be surface. Right. You know what I mean? Because we're going to like people will look back at my career and they'll be like, yeah, I remember Nate, he was a tough receiver. You know, he had a few good years. He had some injuries, but. Yo, like when he was out there, he's a dude you can count on. Yeah. You know, I, I want people to say similar things about me in TV. I want them to say, yo, like, Nate's good. He's entertaining. He'll make you laugh. You know, he'll, he'll make things relatable. But 
when it's time to talk about something real, he won't shy away from it. You know, I don't want people to like compliment my career and not be able to point to anything worth talking about, you know? So that's why like I have these moments where I just have to speak from the heart. And sometimes it goes against the grain. Sometimes it doesn't fit the moment, but I think the people, the people listen and they appreciate it. Yeah, so we, we nailed it, man. It. Yeah, and people in our chat saying the same thing. So shout out to our chat, by the way, uh, our, our our very loyal followers. They they, they comment, but th that's what the, you we in the biz call a real one. You're a real one, man, real and that's one. that's what we Absolutely. like. You know, uh, authentic people that that don't. You know, you get the California West Coast fake people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, you're Seattle, but that's what we say on the East Coast. You know, you're an East Coaster now. You understand That's what we're saying. You're right. You're right. Hey, speaking of that, when I first moved out here, I was staying at the La Parque Meridian, and we had a studio on 57th, and I was walking. It was like I moved out here in July, and we were doing our rehearsal shows. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just wake up early in the morning. I'm going to walk to the studio. I'm going to really get the vibe of the city, you know? Right. Um, and I've been out to New York before, but, like, this was my opportunity to, like, really learn New York. In my mind, I think I'm going to do it in, like, two weeks. And um, so I'm walking <laughs> to the studio every day and like, you know, I'm a West Coast guy. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? And people are like, what? Like, what? Are you talking to me? Like, leave me alone. You know, like, <laughs> you know, you know how it is. People be yeah. moving to New York. They got somewhere to go. Like, don't waste my yeah. time saying hi. So yeah. and, and in my in my head, I'm like, yo, like, damn, that's so rude. And I already thought this before, because when I was in New York, when I was in playing and me and my boys came out here. Like, you know, I tried to catch a cab and I went like 0 for 7. And then like, <laughs> and then like, old lady like rushed me across the street. And I was like, man, New York is so rude. So years later, I'm doing this and I'm like thinking to myself, man, New York is so rude. How are all these people going to ignore me? Like, I don't get it. Three weeks later, I'm doing the same walk to the studio. I got my headphones on, ignoring everybody. Nate, what's going on? I'm yeah, just like, yeah. and I didn't do it purposely. It was just like, I got to get to work. Like, no disrespect. I got to go. And then yeah. I realized like, that's what New York is. Like yeah. you're, on the you're on your way to somewhere. When people want to stop and talk to you, oh, trust me, they'll let you know. But uh -huh. most of the time, I'm I'm trying to get from A to B. <laughs> That's a fact. So, so guys, I don't know if you want to go to the different segment, but let's speak. You have another question for him before we go. No, to the I, 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 well, I'll hit him up. I'll hit him up later, a little later no, on the, so, the show. So here's here's a little part of the show here that we call shots. It's exclusive okay. here on New York Revival. We do, okay. we're pretty much all the guests here. What we do is rapid fire questions and you okay. can give one word responses. So for an okay. example, uh, Spiro, Eli Manning. Uh, goat, goat. All right, uh, I would have said, I would have said comical to, to go with like what Tiki Barber. <laughs> giant goat, can I say giant goat? All right, Tiki, giant Tiki's goat. Tiki's Tiki's starts giving me some looks over there. Giant, giant goat. <laughs> giant. Uh, Hall of Famer, I would have said. Yes. Hall of Fame is good, right? See? Yes. So, now, so you get it here. We don't have to go to the other examples. But I'm going to ask you one thing here that we put. Uh, what's more fun? Long receiving touchdown or punt return touchdown? Punt return mm. touchdown. No wow. Ooh. No more. Say no more. So that was Talk so fast. It. No question. That was quick. No hesitation. Wasn't even, it is, yeah, chaotic, wasn't even it is the most chaotic play in all of football, but it is beautiful when the red mm -hmm. sea opens up. Um, oh, yeah. How how easy is it to make a punter miss you? It is extremely <laughs> easy. Extremely. You Except guys. for Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee will tell you that he would have cracked hey, me. shout out. I, I would have smoked Pat McAfee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, we're going to clip that, and we're going to have Pat on That's my guy. We talk a lot of trash. Pat didn't want no smoke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I would have embarrassed him, man. Ooh, Ooh, let's so stir that pot. Shout out to Pat McAfee. You I love you, baby. <laughs> Shout out to Pat. We're going to have you on the show. We're going to talk about that a little bit, Pat. We're going to have you on the show one day. Well, it's funny because <laughs> we, we watched, I watched that Seattle punt return uh, just recently, and you had that ball out like a piece of bread. And you're just like the punter. You barely even paid a mind. You're like, uh, uh, and gone, and gone. just walked right past him. <laughs> I actually felt bad for the punter. Like that guy's got a family, Nate. I, okay. <laughs> like, that was a, that I was, was embarrassing. I had one punt return, and uh, I was playing for Seattle. I was with the I was playing for Seattle against the Browns, and Mike Holmgren, who's old school, hard nosed. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like, don't ever catch the ball inside the ten. You put your heels mm -hmm. on the ten. Don't catch a ball inside. They don't put our offense in a bad position. So the Cleveland Browns were way back there. We had so much room. I'm sitting back there. I'm on the 10. I'm like, all right, I'm good. 
they booked this thing. I'm looking at the punter. I'm looking at the gunners, looking at the punter, looking at the gunners, looking at the ball, gunners, ball, gunner. And then I'm like, I got room. I got room. I got room. And by the time I catch the ball, boom, I look down at my foot and I'm on the floor. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, and then we had we had Josh Josh Cribs coming down who was just like tackling Ooh. everything. Yeah. So yeah. he came down and all I did, like I just went like side to side, like I was skiing, just because that was yeah. the only way I could juke all these guys diving at my feet. And then all of a sudden there was like a collision and it just opened up. And I swear, I swear it was like it was like a sound from heaven. It was like in <laughs> my head, I was like, run, run, run. Yes. Stop the gap. Yes. And then the punter was coming over to get me. And the same thing, I had the ball like. That's why. That's the one I was talking about. Yes. That's the one, yeah. yeah. I'm just like. Yeah. And then I made a miss. But then I got I got an end zone and I did the, the like. The yes. LeBron. The LeBron, the LeBron oh, yeah, celebration. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was the first one to do the LeBron. And the before crash. Odell. Yeah, right. oh, before I don't want to see if you suck. We hate you. <laughs> Go back to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was a great freaking pump return, man. We actually, I wish we would have had the clip of that set up to go because I actually saw hey, it and I was like, geez, that was beautiful. we all watched it today. We're doing our research. Yeah, we watched it. We was like, man, it was beautiful. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you yeah. were another one. You know, I got Efe, a you got a, a, a shot, <laughs> by the way? We, you may have just answered this question, but did you have a favorite touchdown in your career? Mm. Oh, yeah. I had one as a wide receiver. Um, we were playing in Seattle. Uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals were in town. And I dropped two big plays, one in the back of the end zone. I tried to toe drag it, it hit my fingertips. And I, drag swag. And, and, I, and I just, by the time I had the ball out here with my fingertips, so when I hit the ground, it bounced up. But in my head, I, I touch it, I got to catch it. Another one, Matt throws me this dime. I'm going up the middle of the field, and he leads me. Same thing, fingertips catch. But in my mind, I know how the fans are looking. They don't know his fingertips catch. They just know it touches your hands. Yep. So right. I'm, I'm pissed. I'm like, bro, that's crazy. I can't believe this is happening. And I'm not one of them guys that get down. I'm just like, right. yo, this is crazy. I can't believe this happened. And Matt's like, yo, I'm going to come to you, bro. I'm going to come to you. And I'm like, all right, man. Like, he's like, get your mind right. I'm going to come to you. So we're down, end of the game. We go basically 989, which is two fade routes and then a bender in the middle. And we get to the line of scrimmage like on a 30. We need a touchdown to win. And it's it's under 30 seconds left. And Matt goes under center. Safety goes from single high to split. And the corner jumps up a little bit. So I know they're playing cover, too. He's yeah, inside go. leverage. I see that safety. He's trying to act like he's not creeping over to the to the half of the field. And Matt's like, damn. Gives you that. <laughs> And he's like, huh? He drops back. I get a, the cornerback a move, and he drops it in the bucket. Oh my god! Yes. Beautiful. Oh, it was like it was like this spiral soft throw that you always caught, and I knew I was going to get hit by that that uh, that safety. So I caught it, took the hit, and my wife was in the suite right there, and I just ran over. I kissed the ball and gave it to her, man. You know, what oh saying? man. Oh, that's it. Yeah. That's the it. one. <laughs> Game winner, but it was That's like you know, after dropping two balls, it's like right. come up big like that was awesome. No one's oh, gonna man. remember the those drops. No, those yeah. <laughs> except me. Not at all. Right. <laughs> yeah, right? So one, one more shots here, Nate, yeah. and, uh, and and then we'll, we'll we'll cut to a little word from our sponsors here. But uh, Seattle or Minnesota? We all know the answer. That's tough. Uh, I don't know. I know. Do we? I know. Do we? It is tough. It is tough. That's true. I say Minnesota. Okay. Only, only because they gave me, they gave me my first shot. Yeah. Like they drafted me. You know what I'm saying? Like I owe them for that because they saw something in me that other teams didn't. And I lined up next to Randy Moss. You can't trade that for the world. Yeah, right. True. Damn. That, right. We're talking about goats. That's that's he. He's 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 true. He's one of those true goats. Man. That, Randy Moss is is special. Uh, wait, I got one. I got one more. I got one more too. I'm sorry. Right, hold on, hold on. We all got one more before. Take it easy. Take it easy. I'm sorry, my man. I'm looking at the time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I see. I see your boys are doing some things on the court over here yeah. in North Jersey. Now, when did they start taking you to the hole? When did they start beating you in basketball? Or is that has that point not come yet? Come on, come real with us. Here. It hasn't it, happened. Yet. It's 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 here now. Um, yeah, let's go. I, I I haven't officially lost to them. 
because I haven't played them in two years. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Undefeated. But, yeah, yeah. Yes. They, they definitely beat me. You know, like I still got a little bit of game, but they're just too skilled. And, and yeah. I, my, my, my 16 year old is 6'4, 200. So he's yeah. bigger than me. And then yeah. my yeah. my 18 year old, he's 6'3, a buck 60. And he's just, like, he just got, every, he got everything. Like, he, can, <laughs> he can run, jump, shoot, and he's, he got routes. So, yeah, I, I, my dad taught me young, though. You know, he yes. never let me. He never let any of my brothers beat him. So mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I'm, I'm gonna steal that one for myself. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's like my son in video games. Like, I was kicking his rear in Mortal Kombat, right? Now he got nice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, man, nah. I'll play you another time. I'm that's like, okay. That's <laughs> okay. Or my straight hand out on exactly. top. Baby. <laughs> nah, I'm going out on top. I'm never taking that L. But guys, any other questions? I know you have one more. I got one quick one, Nate. I know you're yeah, a good. CBS guy. Who's your quarterback in their prime, Boomer or Phil? Mm. Ooh. Mm. What? Turn the pot. I'm turning the pot, I'm the pot again. The heat. Is, he, is he thinking of the repercussions, or is he thinking of who would actually? Never, wants no, no, I never, I never caught from a left-handed QB um, in a game. I practiced with a couple, and the spin on the ball for some reason it just it messed yeah. with. It was just a little bit awkward. So that. just off the strength of of Phil being a righty. I'm gonna go with Phil, but that's a tough one though. I mean, Boom was oh, a yeah. league MVP, man. Yeah. That dude, have, you, have you ever met Boomer Sison in person? He is massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's hell a of a unit. hell of a basketball player. Like he's really? he yeah. a freak athlete. He's, See, he's, I gotta meet Boomer now. That's crazy. You say yeah, that. yeah. Meet Boomer. Shout out yeah. to Boomer, man. We're gonna get you on the show too. Why not? We're gonna speak everything <laughs> to existence here. Because why we got Nate here? All right. But guys, listen. Well, this is the part where we're gonna go a little bit of our word from our sponsors. We'll be back with Nate. One caller as well. And, uh, man, we're going to have some fun, man. Welcome to the Revival. Let's get a word from our sponsor. Back in 30 seconds. This episode of New York Revival is brought to you by Stop & Wash Mobile Detailing. Make your car look and feel brand new again. Stop & Wash is a fully mobile detailing service. Just book your appointment and they come to you. Based in Brooklyn, they service all five boroughs, Long Island, and parts of upstate New York. Use the code NYREVIVAL for 10% off the enhanced detail package. 10% and give them a call. And tell them Revival sent you. Head to swmdetailing.com and remember to use code NYREVIVAL. Man, and that was a word from my sponsors. Thank you so much. So, guys, we have a caller, a real big fan of the show. Also, he does a little bit of podcasting as well. But uh, let's bring in Nate to ask Nate Merlson a question. So we got little that? Nate yeah, and the big that. Nate here. Why about that? What's going on, All man? Right. Thank you so much for having me on. It is a pleasure to be back on The Revival talking to you guys again. And wow, what an honor talking to the man, the myth, the legend, Nate Burleson himself. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. How you doing, bro? Yes, I, I, listen, I am talking to uh, an NFL player turned media superstar, so I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> so by the way, just to let you guys know, Nate won the, 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 uh, the, the little one. Uh, teaser that we had there for you guys to guess that next guest and he won man and he won a chance to ask nate burleson a question and congratulations man thank you so much he knows shit absolutely (laughs) and listen he he dm'd us like guys i just want to make sure so uh thank you so much man you won congratulations and here's your time man let's ask nate a question here oh man i mean like you guys mentioned it could be a thousand questions i could sit here and ask all night but uh if i had to ask one I will, since we are all Giants fans here in the New York oh. Revival community, uh, I'm going to ask about one of our young receivers, Kadarius Toney. Uh, just a question for you, Nate, since in your time, obviously, you spent a lot of hours beating on your craft, getting better at what you did, you know, all that technical detail that has to go into it. With Kadarius Toney, a, a young, raw player, one of the things that we see in him is just insane physical ability and maybe not quite the polish that's there yet, which makes a lot of sense considering he hasn't been playing receiver his whole career. But just wondering from your perspective, do you maybe see a potential in him to smooth out those routes, use that natural explosiveness? And if so, what do you think that his ceiling can be? Yeah, he's extremely explosive. I mean, one of the more dynamic players, not just on the Giants, but in the NFL, um, we know that he struggled to stay on the field a little bit because of injuries. Um, but I think with the with the combination of, you know, you have Shep who wants to come back and, and really prove that he's a quality wideout in this league uh, and stay healthy. Kenny Galladay wants to prove that 
you know, he's worth every dollar, you know, and he and also stay healthy. Um, I think Kadarius could be that guy. And you can use him in a similar sense that the Chiefs use Tyreek Hill. And I, I know I know that's that that's kind of lofty when it comes to expectations, but why not? When you're that explosive, um, you can use a guy in a million different ways. But one, taking the top off the coverage, using him on crossing routes from one side of the field to the other. But it also has to do with being able to extend plays in the pocket with Daniel Jones. Like you can't have those explosive long plays if time is limited in the pocket. You know, the reason that the combination with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill work is because Patrick Mahomes could drop back five yards, seven yards, scramble for another three, extend the play another two seconds, which means Tyreek Hill can run his first route, his secondary route, and then his scramble rules route. I think you can use Kadarius Tony in the same fashion, especially given his explosiveness. But I do feel like we're going to see this step. If he can stay healthy, stay on the field, he'll be one of the more explosive wide receivers. And now with the Giants addressing the offensive line, hopefully giving Daniel Jones some more time, Saquon getting focused, Brian Dayball coming over and bringing some of that Buffalo Bills magic. I mean, the Giants offensively look like they can do some damage. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yes. And, uh, yes. Gentlemen, oh, if I can just be so bold as to ask one more quick question here before we get off. Nate, I uh, I saw a list that you gave uh, a few years ago now that was your top five teammates that you ever played with. And I just had to ask two obviously notable names that anyone could think of yeah. right off the top of the head of that you played across from on the line Calvin Megatron Johnson, Randy Moss. Two just absolute legends of the game. Names that anyone, casual fan to all-time, uh, all-time mega fan, anyone can think of. Yeah. What to you? And uh, I, I will bring to those who who didn't see it to their attention that uh, Randy Moss did go on the list ahead of Calvin Megatron Johnson. Ooh. And I'm just I'm just wondering what went into that decision for you. Mm. Longevity and dominance. You know, even after a couple of short stints with some teams where Randy wasn't necessarily Randy, the Oakland Raiders, I believe, I think he played for uh, the the Titans as well. But that that stint he had with the Patriots, mm. come on now, people mm. said he was what? Yeah. Yeah. You know, twenty-two, twenty-five, touch, touch, twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-five. Yeah. yeah. So like you're talking about a guy at that age dominating. Now he was playing with. The GOAT Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. I know maybe Giants fans don't want to hear that, but well, the GOAT Tom good. Brady was playing with that too. <laughs> Randy the goat. did it for so long at such a high level. And what you saw on the field during his Minnesota Vikings days, if you thought that was special, man, what I saw at practice every day was mm -hmm. like it was like the N1 mixtape version <laughs> of a freakishly gifted wide receiver. Yeah. He did it so casually, but it was the longevity and the numbers. If Calvin Johnson would have played 12, 13 years, then he would not just be in the conversation of my best teammates. I think people would be talking about him as one of the best receivers ever. I think just Calvin's yeah. body started to break down, yeah. and he started to do the math. Okay, body breaking down, team not winning. This mm -hmm. equals a very sour exit from a sport that I love. I might sure. as well leave early. It's, it's, it's unfortunate history repeated itself because Barry Sanders did the same thing. Leaving Detroit that did that to some people. Yeah. But, you know, it's. I think. I think for me, it was the longevity. But if Calvin would have played 12, 13 years, I think we would be having a conversation. Is Calvin Johnson the best receiver to ever play the game? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Thanks. Thank you so much, Nate, for your time. Nate, I do appreciate it. Thank that, you man. so appreciate much you, for having man. me on, gentlemen. Great interview. Uh, keep it going. Appreciate Thanks, it, man. man. Thank you appreciate so much, you, buddy. Man. And once again, congratulations to Nate, man, for figuring out the little teaser, the trivia that we have for Nate Burroughs. Man, I thought I made it hard as hell, and he answered both of them. So congratulations to him, and thank you so much, man. But let's move on a little bit, man, and, and let's talk about a bunch of things here. Um, I want to ask this, and uh, this is one of my favorite parts, especially uh, me being a, a former writer myself, but we'll get to that later. We'll get to that. But uh, <laughs> Wisdom, I'm going to call Wisdom out here. I'm going to call Wisdom Hey! Out. You know, so I, I want to hey. talk to Wisdom here for a second. A new balance is the group. Tell me, man, how did Nate Burleson start rapping? When did you figure out that you can do this? At what age? And most importantly, who inspired you to pick up that pen to say, yo, I, I'm going to get this a try. I'm going to get this a shot. So, so Wisdom, that's my that's my homeboy, one of my closest friends in Seattle. That was his name. My name was New Balance. You know, my name is New Balance. E -N -D, me. New Balance. In my head, when I was younger, 
I thought I was going to be like an artist or a rapper. I used to draw, I used to paint, and I used to rap and write poetry. So I was like, I'm going to be an artist. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have like one of them little hats that slant to the side and, and have a long cigarette. And mm-hmm. be like, you know, <laughs> like poetry plans. Only yeah, Pierre. Like, yeah, exactly. I thought that mm-hmm. was going to be my life. And then one day I woke up and I was like, oh, damn, I could jump really high. I need to go follow school. <laughs> um, like, you would have called you Nathaniel for real at, at that point <laughs> while you were painting. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I, I, I just love writing, man. I love writing poetry. It's a... Uh, it's a great way to uh, have some self therapy because you see your thoughts and your words on paper, um, and, and it's a, it's a great way to reflect on how you were thinking at a certain point in your life. So, yeah, you know, I, I pride myself on a guy who got bars. I was just talking with Amon Shumpert. Uh, oh yes, let's go, Shump. And you know, Shump was talking. He's, he, we both basically the same guy. He's like, and I grew up loving <laughs> hip hop. It just so happened I became good at basketball. So that's that's how I felt. We used to be in the locker room and guys be in there rapping, like freestyling. They'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm over <laughs> chilling, doing my thing. And they'd be like, hey, yo, Nate, come get his ass. And I'd be like, <laughs> pop the world off. I'm like, yeah, what's up? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but nah, like, I, I love rap. I love how long the New Balance moniker has been around. Like, what, what, what was the guy? Like, how, who inspired you to be like, yo, man, let me pick up this pen? Um, man, to be honest, man, it was, it was a combination of things. One, like when I was younger, I came from the cassette era. You know what I'm saying? I was born in '81. Mm-hmm. Um, and then '80s and mixed CDs and all of the East Coast music I was heavily influenced by. So in mm-hmm. middle school, like I was listening to KRS One and Rock Kim. You know what I'm saying? I remember uh, hearing uh, Jay-Z and then uh, Cameron and Mace before that. Like, there was a point in time where, like, I'm from Seattle. We, we yeah. have our own culture. We move by the beat of our own drum. But, yes. like, we adopt certain things from different places. Like, L.A.'s down south, so we, we move a little bit like L.A. You know what I'm saying? We move, like, Midwest. We got a Midwest vibe. But we adopt things. So, I, I, I love Mace. I thought Mace was so fire and that mm-hmm. lazy flow. I used Murder to wear Mace. my hat over my eyebrows <laughs> like this. And like, I remember I had a bubble jacket on, some Tim's with a hat over my eyebrows. And I was walking around the house like, yeah, you know, my brother be like, hey, yo, uh, come clean up. And I, I'll be like, all right, I'll be right my brother, one time he had to be like, he was like, he's like, Yo, you're not mates. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about, B? He's like, he was like, uh, uh, so I, had, I, had to, I had to put the tins in the closet, man. So one thing that I saw, you was on CBS, man, and even your castmates didn't know you. Maybe they knew, but they actually heard you on stage freestyling for the first time. Yeah. Just take me through that thought process, man. What made you just get up and decide to do that? And... What did some of your castmates say? Like they were like, "Man, like you really can do this!" Like they were really shocked. You got they, bars. They that. Yeah, not nah, not nah. Vlad Dutier. He he has uh, a guitar collection. He has a band. He sings. Um, so he invited me. You know, like I said, man, his team over everything. So he's like, "Yo," he's like, "Man, you know, I have something going on in the city, but like, I, obviously, you're not gonna come." But I just want to tell you anyway. And I'm like, "What? No, nah, like if I'm free, I'm coming. I'm pulling up." And uh, I just felt the vibe, man. We in the studio. He's rocking up on the stage. They're playing like little instrumentals. And you know, like in my head, I got like all these raps that I wrote in years past. <laughs> like, yeah, man, I need to. Oh, let me go up there, Vlad. And I was leaving because me and my wife had dinner, so we were headed to a reservation. Right. We were there for like an hour and a half. And he was like, "Yo, you wanna you wanna hit the mic real quick?" And I was like, "Say less." So, yeah, right. <laughs> no, I don't think. Okay, okay. let's do it. Yeah, they're, they're always they're, shocked. they're not so much shocked anymore though because like they're, they're used to it. They know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, so, so, so I'm gonna leave this here. I dropped my, not drop my pen, but I retired because I'm doing this now. I'm like a okay. Joe Budden. Uh, but I'll tell yes. you this: the one day yeah, I will pick up my pen just to hear New Balance and to get on the chat with New Balance. What you, do you, you say, got, man? Right I'm saying, you, you, you got something? You want to spit something right now? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Off the air, I got you. I promise Off you I got air. you. Off the air? You got right now. I got a whole new... Um, uh, what you, all right, so let me see, let me see, let me see. It's it's recursing, so that's why I'm like, you know, I got to do it off the air. Okay, um, but it, 
but you know, that's why I said off the air, I got you. It's a little cursing in there. It's a little, it's a little <laughs> old, the old vibes, the old vibes. All right, all right. Um, He's just trying to get out of it. He's just trying to get out of it. It's all right. It's, it's all right. okay. It's okay. If you got something, I'm matching. If you got something, I'm matching for sure. Right, right, let, let, me see got I, let me see if let I got see. something. Uh, <clears throat> let me see. This is meant to be. Them long nights and early mornings. All that blood, sweat, and tears pouring while you laid out snoring. Stay asleep. I don't want to hear a peep. Snowy came to kill the game so you could rest in peace. Now you see. You see everything I made up. See all that hate is motivation. Thank you for the favors. We going to eat because game time means dinner time. No more 2020, but I almost see the finish line because if you don't, then it's a wrap. I want it all in my hands like Thanos with the snap or more like Bane with his mask on. I'm only here to tear up your turf until the grass gone. Be a legend or be oh. forgotten. It's a Hall of Fame that you know you deserve a spot. No other option. Move a solo or if I'm 50 deep. Aim high with the new revival. You know it's meant to be. Let's go. So listen, man. I said, I said, mm. I said, flow so unique. Every time a nigga speaks, always bring the heat. When me in the booth meet, it's okay. been that way since I was Jay. Compare hey. me to J H O V A. Hey. Jay produced the thunder. Ted produced the rain. When my balls on the track, the shit hard as hurricanes. Category <laughs> five. Try to stay alive. These rappers swim or die. We back SI. Shout my little brother. You can't be seen. Okay. Oh, I'm messing up. Okay. Hey. 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 I could have won. I could have won. I could have won. My bad. My bad. Hey, you know, I got a little song. I got a little song. I got a little song. You know what I mean? But All right, Spiro. Spiro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I like to do yeah, me too. Hey, I I know when I should be a spectator, and that's it, man. Exactly. I, 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 I'm, I'm loving the I'm loving the lines for the sideline. Let's go. I enjoy. It. So, so I know I, I know Eli. Day, dream come oh, true. Oh, listen, right I can there, keep Eli. going, but like I said, I'm, I'm gonna get it off the air a little bit to get a little better. So yeah. It's a little crazy. Uh, but I love that. Thank you so much, Nate. Like I said, I got something for you. You know, make some make some Um, definitely, man. But um, got I say this, man. Let me ask you this: You are a foodie. Yeah, I know you love burgers. I yeah. know you love it. However, I'm going to give you some option, and only one has to go. Okay. All right? Mm. So let's do this. Italian, Chinese, Mexican, or your favorite burger spot? If you had to choose between only one has to go, which one will go? I'll say Mexican only because, like, that, like too much, uh, too much cheese – it, it it messes with my stomach, and I love yeah. cheese. I love dairy. I that love to like some enchiladas <laughs> with some cheese, some, some mm -hmm. queso over the top, or some mm -hmm. nachos and some cheese. I used to go crazy on the cheese, and it'd be messing with my stomach. But like the the restaurant I used to own in Seattle was an Italian restaurant, so I'm partial to Italian food. Oh yeah, um, let's go. So yeah, I'll keep I'll keep the Italian. What was it? Asian. I love I love noodles. I'm just a noodle yes. freak. Um, and then burgers. You know, a good burger man goes a long way. Favorite Italian dish since you're, you're you're the Italian guy. Let's go. What do you got? We had go a um, we had a truffle spaghetti with the white mm. sauce that was yeah. so fire. Homemade meatballs with this white sauce and this dark yeah. truffle, black truffle over the top. Um, that was one of my favorite favorite uh, dishes on the menu. I love it. I love it, man. Mm, I love let's it. do it, man. Hey, listen. So, so wanna, yeah, okay. let's 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 take him home here. Let's take him home. No, we, I know, I know what our. I know we, what we, our we don't want to waste too much of Nate's time. Nate's got a lot, <laughs> lot going on here. He's got a lot. Oh, okay. so let, let's do this. I, I want to ask one more thing because Kadarius Tony was brought up, right? Mm -hmm. um, Wander Robinson was like the fans were just like so against him for being drafted. And I seen you look at his film. He's such an explosive wide receiver. But just take me through your football and your receiver's eyes. What do you think of Wandale Robinson? What do you think his ceiling would be or his role would be with the New York Giants? I, I think he's amazing. Yeah, he's a, uh, what, second second rounder second out of Kentucky, right? Second round yep. pick, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, he's 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 he's, I guess he's smaller, if, yep. I, if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, yep. But the great thing about him is he can line up everywhere on the field. So there's this versatility that you have with the smaller wide receiver. And I say smaller, like, who cares? You know, like it's, yeah, right. it's such a mixed bag nowadays. Like there was a time where everybody was searching for the Randy Moss or the Calvin Johnson, that six, five statuesque wide receiver. It was Keyshawn, Randy, mm -hmm. Calvin. Um, but then, you know, you introduced these young, super explosive, smaller players, you know, Deshaun Jackson came in, changed the game. And of course we just talked about Tyreek Hill. And now it doesn't matter your size, your weight, your height. I mean, look at the slim reaper out in Philadelphia. Yep. Um, yep. The young yep. young boy they drafted a couple of years ago. 
Um, okay. So I, I feel like with with him, along with Kenny Galladay, who's bigger frame, Kadarius Tony, who's just like lightning in the bottle, mm-hmm. and Shep, who, who if if he gets his mind right and his body right, Please. can just be that consistent force. Like mm-hmm. always be where the quarterback needs you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, make a living off uh, moving the chains. Chain mover. You know, yeah, exactly. What I love about this wide receiver core is they're different guys. I always say, like, the best wide receiver cores has have they have different individuals with different skill sets. I hate when I see a bunch of small guys that are fast or a bunch of tall, tall guys that are chain movers. Mm-hmm. You don't have versatility in that, which means right. you can't scare defense because the defense coordinator will always game plan for the same wide receiver across the board. So you're basically, you're just stopping the guy four times. If there's four wide receivers on the field, you're stopping the same guy four different times. Um, But this wide receiver group is different, Um, different shapes, sizes, speed, and skill sets, which is going to make these guys good. But like I said before, man, it's, you know, even with Wondell and and what he can do and and, and bring bring to the squad, it's all about that time in the pocket for Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. They have to give him time. And when they give him time, what are you going to do with it? We know Dayball's offense coming from Buffalo is quarterback friendly. So an mm-hmm. athletic quarterback that can use mm-hmm. his legs, that's confident when he leaves the pocket and Need can that. deliver the ball in places where it needs to be, that you can count on when the moments matter the most, when it's the fourth quarter, nobody's panicking. Everybody's like, yo, he got this. Yeah. If Daniel Jones can turn to that dude, not only will the Giants do well, but he'll mess around and get himself a contract because it's a big yeah. year for Daniel Saquon. Nate, let me ask you this real quick, because I could see a scenario where Daniel plays well enough to get a franchise tag and they're still unsure about him. So I'll ask you this, because our fan base is pretty split on this and we have our our finger on the pulse of the fan base. Is Daniel Jones the Giants quarterback in two years? If Daniel Jones does just enough to get a franchise tag, no. Yeah. I think this year Daniel Jones needs to have a slam dunk season. You know, we're talking about a rim rattler. We're not talking about one of those dunks where you're like, did he test the rim or what does that? <laughs> we're talking about an old school Dominique Wilkins, like flush, splash the net, break the rim, slap the backboard. It needs to be emphatic. Like Daniel Jones needs to put his foot down and not have moments. We've seen moments. Yeah. Is Daniel yeah. Jones yes. athletic? Yeah. Does Daniel, Daniel Jones have a skill set? Yeah. Does he have an arm strong enough to make every throw? Yeah. We're, uh, there's a there's enough moments for us to reference. We need to have a collection of moments that make up a good season. Mm. And if he doesn't have that, if it's one of those where, well, he's good enough and we don't have any other options, let's franchise him. No, he won't be your quarterback in two years. Fair, fair. Mm. I got fair. I got one more one more here. And being that you, so, you, you I don't know how how tight you are with your West Coast traits, but uh, we brought Kayvon Thibodeau to New York City. Star, yeah. the guy's got star written all over him. He yeah. he looks like he's just ready to go. He's ready to take on New York City. Yeah. What can we expect? Is this guy going to be, you know, the star that we want in New York City on the defensive side? That we I need? think so. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of people that say that, that he reminds um, them of OC, you know, mm. and, and yes. he has that same mm. type of like freakishly athletic, um, gifted ability to just come off the edge like a monster. And I, I think he's ready to be a star, man. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, 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 I like the name Thibodeau. I like the name yes. K-Ron, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's, 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 you know, that like people that love the game and love certain teams, there's small things we get excited about. It's like, yes. how's that last name going to look in the back of the jersey? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yes. I mean, yes. What is it Number like, five, too. Looks fire, yeah. flying around the edge. Yep. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think I think he's really going to do some damage, man. He's ready to rock and roll. Let's go. Awesome. We're ready to rock and roll. We are pretty almost at the near end here. I know Nate said you had some uh, surprises earlier at the beginning. Oh, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I I didn't really hear y'all talk about the Knicks, but, you know, I got got my little Knicks. Yeah, we Knicks over there, man. We Knicks over there. I ain't got no Knicks hat. I'm telling you, you know what I mean? Let's go. Oh, hey, 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 let's go, Pat. Let's go, Patrick. Shout out to Pat. Shout out to Pat. 
He should, he should have dunked it, you know. I got my. Oh yeah, he should have. I love Seven Pat. Pat. Pat's, a legend. <laughs> Pat's a legend. That's my dog. You know what I mean? Got, Yo, yeah. Uh, see, that's, a, that's some tough. That's some tough New Yorker that's right there. Yeah, Oakley. That's my guy. I got my John Starks jersey upstairs. That was my guy. <laughs> hey, you remember that baseline dunk on the ball? Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure, bro. Yeah, yo, listen, yeah, I'm, I'm man, thank you so much. That is fire. No, wait, 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 is this dude wearing number three going crazy? Facts. So, Facts. Shout out, Yo, shout you out know what my favorite Cruz, shoes? Man. Shout out to Victor Cruz. My favorite shoes, the Red Octobers. On my IG, I love those Fire. Victor Cruz Red Octobers. Fire. I cannot find them and still can't find them. But shout out to Victor Cruz. If you're listening, my brother, you are way more than invited on the show as well. I hope we can Anytime. get you. You never know. Never know. Anytime. Come on. Boy. I'll hit him up. You got the, him we up. got the yes. case. Oh. Nate, Nate, get him on, Nate. That's my favorite giant. The whole Thank Patterson, you, New Thank Jersey, the whole story. You don't see Jeff right now, but he's he he's six to twelve right now. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's all he's all hyped up. That is my guy, dude. But Nate, if you get this hold on, we're just gonna wrap up the show. Hold on, I just want to talk to you behind the scenes real quick. But all guys, right. um want to thank Nate for, for coming on New York Revival again. We are a new platform and it's growing extremely fast. And uh, we can only thank you guys for that. Uh, welcome to the Revival, man. Thank you so much for spending your Tuesday night with us. And on behalf of Mr. Glass Half Full, speed if you nasty, man. <laughs> and my guy, El Jefe. And of course, Mr. Nate Burleson himself, two-time Emmy winner, the yes. GOAT of all GOATs right now. And your boy, Eli Rax. Peace and blessings. You guys take care.